Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, Agency Owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we're hanging out with Lindsay Shearer. Lindsay is the CEO of Pins for Profit and Brand Ranks Media as well as Bankable Ecom Brand. Lindsay's team focuses on running large volume of Pinterest ads and organic and mixed with a cross-channel SEO strategy for e-commerce brands. She's been featured in Entrepreneur, The Washington Post, Fox Sports, Social Media Explorer, Market Watch, and many others, as well as being a frequent speaker and host of masterminds all around the world. Lindsay, welcome to the program. What's up, everybody? How are y'all? Hope you're having a great night and day in the agency marketing life. I'm excited to be here and help you guys get even more tips on how to have even more success. Very nice. Well, that's definitely our people and you're our people. So uh, good to have you on the program. And yeah, what was your inroad to agency life? What was kind of the thing that got you started in this? You know, it's so crazy. I kind of feel like digital marketing is really in your blood and it takes you takes us all an interesting process to figure out how <laughs> it's going to manifest itself, so to speak. But I did a lot of mergers and acquisitions right out of high school and college. And so I was helping brands market, get themselves ready for sale. I did some IPOs. We did a lot of patent stuff. And I really just fell in love with the idea of being able to get data so much faster. And so then I fell in love with content and kind of had this interesting journey to getting to (laughs) e-commerce. And so I ran a a variety of different... I had a friend that was... He's actually the head of marketing at Manscaped now. And so before Manscaped was Manscaped, I was writing Amazon reviews and all this kind of stuff like 10 years ago. And so Ryan really got me... His name's Ryan Fiore. He's amazing. He got me all pumped about digital marketing. And I was... I had a a few businesses of my own and I was running the marketing and I just fell in love with the marketing process so much more than actually servicing the clients at the time. I was doing holistic medicine, but I love business. I love just data and I have this mix of creative and the analytics, which you definitely need for to be a, a good agency owner. And so ran a bunch of SEO agencies and then fell in love with Pinterest. It became this kind of blue ocean space as we were ranking different strategies for SEO, I started throwing some stuff up for Pinterest, knowing that it's also a search engine. And it was just kind of like crazy what started happening with all this traffic. And then people started noticing and brands started noticing. And then all of a sudden, Pins for Profit was born. (laughs) So yeah, it just kind of was overnight. And I had all these clients and was like, oh my God, what are we doing? So I know that's unique. It doesn't really happen always like that, but it was a fun experience. So you've got a few different businesses going on now. And so kind of struck a lucky chord with Pinterest growth wave, which I think too, 
you know, you can call it kind of a, a lucky break or, or whatever, but at the same time, you were in the right place at the right time. You were doing a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a, there's plenty of agencies and freelancers that we're working on or focused on on Pinterest as a platform that maybe didn't create a successful marketing agency on top of that. What, what were some of the things as that wave was taking off that helped you do that? Because I know some people out there that are maybe like, trying to catch that next wave, whether it's Clubhouse or TikTok or the new platforms that are coming out. How, what were some of the things that you were able to do to kind of help brands monetize a very new shiny platform? Yeah. So definitely being in the mergers world and understanding PR and social media marketing and stuff like that. And then also SEO, I was able to really utilize mainly, we didn't really run a ton of ads initially, I was just really getting my butt out there, getting on podcasts, getting on speaking events, hosting virtual summits, writing articles about things that were happening, sharing in social groups, and kind of doing it the bootstrap way, trying to get the fastest growing way that I found and the easiest way to get the warmest clients is by building some of this relational rapport. And I've always done that through finding other, basically people that have an audience that's very similar to something that I can help them serve and trying to create an affiliate relationship with them or a partnership relationship with them where we can cross refer clients that are going to make sense for both of our brands. So that's one of the fastest ways that I've found to be able to get in front of new audiences. And I just really dove deep on that. And then as time progressed, we started running more ads, but I was always looking for relationship partnering. People that were already in the space. I was already pretty well known in the space. I've been doing this for so long, worked in different, all different kinds of things. And so I also just started capitalizing and utilizing my relationships, letting them know what I was doing and saying, hey, how can we find some common ground that's going to make sense to help our clients grow? Hey, agency owners, I have an amazing product to share with you this week. Service Provider Pro. I'm absolutely in love with this platform. If you're currently running a productized service-based agency and you're looking for an all-in-one client management solution, this is for you. Service Provider Pro helps you sell services at scale. You can manage your clients, your payments, projects, all from one slick dashboard. Run reports, see where your projects are at, and give your team a single source of truth. And it all comes in a fully white-labeled package, so you look super pro in front of your clients. For more details and an extended free trial, head over to spp.co slash yougurus to sign up. That's spp.co forward slash yougurus. All right, let's get back to our show. You mentioned affiliate-type relationships. I mean, are these partnerships that you're creating, were they always in kind of that mentality of like, hey, I mean, affiliate, what comes to mind is always like a percentage of revenue or referral fee or something like that. I mean, it sounds like that was a, a part of the growth strategy. Yeah, I'm always open to that. I always, just as a marketer, I always feel like I'm trying to make it a win-win situation for everyone. And everyone has kind of their different motivations. But I feel like if money is involved, it's easier <laughs> to cross the line a little faster so we always offer referral fees at the very minimum, depending on what the contracts and stuff look like that. They're Sometimes they're recurring or some people I just have great referral partnerships with and we don't really mess with that, but we just know that this is my go-to person for this. Or if I have a brand that I feel like is going to be a better fit for this person's personality or what they can service or whatever, like maybe somebody's more in the info product space, then I'm definitely going to refer if I feel like they're a better fit than maybe the e-commerce space or maybe someone's really focused on beauty brands, 
And I really just want to refer where I know the client's going to get their best fit. And I have all different kinds. I've spoken at all different kinds of events. And so we get a lot of lead generation through that. And so I really just try and do my best to help the client achieve their goal. And sometimes that's with us and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes they're not always a great fit or there's another product or service that we offer that they're a good fit for. So I always feel like there's something that we can do to help them because we do have a few different types of things that we do, whether it's SEO, Pinterest marketing. We do some TikTok ads. We're getting into that as well as you were talking about the next big wave. So keeping your options a little open, building your skills, but also we have our specialized marketing that's Pinterest and that opens the door for a lot of opportunity because it is more of a blue ocean space. Not everybody's getting good results there. Not everyone knows how to do it. (laughs) I was going to say, I think very few people are probably getting great results on most platforms. I mean, there's that percentage of of the audience that's kind of getting like a lot of results. And then there's a lot of people that are trying to get, you know, some results. When you mentioned earlier that you kind of got this big influx of clients, I mean, I think that's in the back of a lot of agency owners' minds. It's like, like oh, I wish I had more clients. I wish I had more clients. But I mean, was there any negative or downside of getting a lot of attention quickly or getting a lot of traction within a space very quickly? Uh, we definitely had to hire fast. I did not, thankfully. So I had a partner when I very first started, and she's amazing. And she already had her husband was an ex Shopify executive, and he had so many relationships already. So when we needed to hire, they already kind of had a pool of people that they had either interviewed or were working with. And so I got really, really lucky. Just everything, all the pieces really came together perfectly at the right time. So we were able to hire. But of course, you always have this training deficit, basically, where you're creating SOPs. And so very early on, I'm very organized. I know what it takes to have success in business in in general. So from the beginning, I already started creating systems and recording everything that I was doing so that everything became this SOP. So when new staff comes on, they have an entire training system that they can go through and start learning everything. We do tons of on-the-job training and we do a daily stand-up. So everybody's in the loop and they're really diving in deeply. And of course, we're hiring people with experience. In the beginning, we hired people with a little less experience (laughs) because we didn't have as much money to pay them. I think you can spot someone who's hungry, who's hardworking, who's focused, who replies in Slack quickly, that kind of thing. That's what we were looking for is people that were hungry. And we would fire quickly if they were not a good culture fit or they were not responding quick enough or they were just causing weird, unnecessary problems. They were gone within two weeks. So we were not afraid to make those really hard decisions right away. What's the team size currently? Yeah, we have 39 members on the Pinterest side. So it's, it's a lot to manage, but the way we've worked it out, I had um, Nick Shackleford's a friend of mine. He talks a lot about their growth and actually his VP of marketing and some of their media buyers I've worked with in the past. So I kind of know their structure, which is really cool. Like back in a way long time ago, I helped do some event marketing and stuff with them. And so they're amazing. And they have a really good structure where they have different pods of staff members and they have like a project manager for each staff member. And then now we have an operations manager that's over all of that. And so each pod is getting their own attention with different staff members and they have specific types of clients and that kind of thing. And so it works really well for us. It took us a little while to get there. Thankfully, I was very organized. (laughs) One of my nerdy qualities, I was voted most organized in high school. (laughs) 
but it makes I, I definitely was not. So we can <laughs> we can put us we're on polar opposites. Probably I I think I have beaten it into myself maybe over time. But well, you know what? Or you hire somebody that's really organized. If you have an area that's there's some stuff that I hate doing. I really do not like to write copy. I'm amazing at it when I sit down and do it. But geez, it takes me like this whole mental process to get there to sit down and write copy. It's so silly. So I'm like, forget it. Copywriters, we need copywriters. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so 39 on the Pinterest side, were there some growth or, or team size? Like as you were kind of growing the team, were there any kind of patterns you could see in terms of a size of a team where things started breaking and maybe not working the way they did when you had a small team? Yeah, I mean, the hardest part is not being as high touch because if you're doing, because I still do because I do so much speaking, people kind of expect me to be involved and all that kind of stuff. And so I do some sales calls, especially if they're referral marketing, people that I know are going to be folks that we want to work with long-term and that kind of thing. So I'm still very involved in that part of the process. And so sometimes there's a disconnect with the daily operations and being able to see, I'm pretty good about going into the accounts and we have created a system now to where all the staff is, when we share and do our daily reporting, everything is shared the way that I need it to be shared <laughs> so that I can update clients easily. Like if I end up having to be on a call or they have a question about the platform or whatever that our project manager can't handle, I end up being the one. And so I need to know what's going on. And we've created really good systems around, I know it sounds weird, but around what I need to be able to service the clients correctly or be able to answer their questions and things like that. But it helps everybody. If everyone knows what's going on, if the project managers know, I'm really big about... Our staff isn't fully cross-trained, but I would consider them extremely cross-trained. So they, even if they're like our graphic designer, she knows how to go into an ad account, look at metrics, see what's working, see what isn't. And she knows how to create copy. We actually created a unique hybrid role just based out of need for a ads buyer project manager. And that media buying project manager, she actually creates the need for new content. And she'll order all the content. She'll go in the ad account. She'll look at in that pod or whatever and look at what needs to be done. How are the ads performing? And then she will actually create the orders for new creatives because we do creatives in-house. And that makes a huge difference. And so, and then we cross-train our organic staff on how to do some paid. So if anything ever happens, we did have a few times where people were sick or like weird things happened. I'm like, crap, this really, we had one really bad one where reporting needed to get done. So I was like, okay, everyone on the ads team is learning how to do reporting. Because we have custom reports, Pinterest is difficult to track and they always need to be edited and whatever. So we cross-train a lot, <laughs> but it works. So... In terms of Pinterest as a platform, yeah, I mean, you kind of have grown into this e-commerce space mm -hmm. more, it sounds like. And in terms of what works really well on that platform, is it kind of still e-commerce brands, people that are searching for products, people that are searching for room inspiration or inspiration around a specific thing? It's the e-commerce brands that are going to be able to capitalize on that traffic with, with transactions. Yeah, that's a large part of it. Info products are huge as well on Pinterest. There are so many people that are doing checklists and lead generation is also big on there. We've done lead generation for pretty much everything you can think of. That does really well because the traffic is cheap and you have good conversions. But yes, I would say primarily probably 60%, maybe more 
of what we're seeing that's converting the most is like a direct to sale e-commerce, at least on the ad side. But it really just depends on your goals, the CPA targets, that kind of thing. There's been very few brands or there've been very few brands that we haven't had success with. And I think that just comes from our extreme diligence. (laughs) We also work together with other agencies. Like a lot of our clients are established. They already have a Facebook agency. They already have a Google ads agency, usually things like that. So we can work with them to try and find the best angles. We do a lot of research and I deeply understand search engine behavior just because I did so many years of SEO. And most people miss that about Pinterest. They miss the search engine behavior. And so we've created a unique system that helps our clients get and capitalize on that relevancy, for lack of a better term, that's basically similar to how you would approach an SEO strategy. And most people miss that. One thing that you've mentioned, and I know from doing some background, is you're a a prolific speaker and promoter of your brands. You mentioned that earlier of getting out there. I feel like you definitely get out there. I think your fact sheet said you've spoken at 287 events. I didn't even know there was 287 events. So, Oh my gosh. They're doing research. It's madness what's available. (laughs) It's intimidating, but it's also inspiring. Obviously, you've been able to build the relationships to get on these stages, physical, virtual, podcasts, etc., Yeah, talk to me about that. I mean, how do you manage that? What do you typically look for when you're trying to put yourself in front of an audience? And what have you learned that's worked for you in terms of turning that audience into actual business? Yeah, for sure. So we really started out with cold emailing. I had some of our staff do some research. I had already been interested. I love podcasts, so I already listened to a lot of podcasts. I had a lot of friends in the industry who were doing different things. And I would honestly start following my friends that were doing successful things. And I would see, oh, he spoke on that podcast. I'm going to find out who the person in charge of that podcast is. And I'm going to email them and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I know this is a unique angle. And I would try and find a unique angle to get them excited about having us on there. And then I would also send them this awesome speaker's card. We were just talking about this before we got started that has sample things that I have spoken at before, previous speaking engagements, because as you're getting out there to speak, people want to trust you with their audience and they should. So you sharing yourself, sharing some previous speaking is amazing because they they can see your tonality. They can understand that you really know what you're talking about and they can get excited about any There's so many things. Again, I try and make it a win-win. So there's partnership opportunities. There's all these great things. And as you build relationships, as you're growing a brand and a business, that's really what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, you're going to, you know, you may switch businesses or you may switch industries or whatever, but you still connect with amazing people who are doing really cool things and you never know where that can lead. And so I really just try and keep and preserve relationships and get to know people. Everybody's doing really cool stuff. And so the more you can learn that, and then you can just kind of open and expand and broaden your horizons. I am doing things now that I didn't even think of before, but I'm watching people that are successful and no need to reinvent the wheel. (laughs) Why not just learn what they're doing and apply it to your business? So I'm a huge proponent of coaching, that kind of thing. Like I don't really need to spend all kinds of money. I'd rather just, you figure it out. You've already figured it out. I will learn from you. (laughs) So that makes it easier. So finding those contacts, 
pitching them the unique angle. And then, you know, I know our listeners, you know, they're out on the road or whatever, listen to this. They can't see your speaker card, but I, I do, we do get pitched a lot of people for the show. And I, I have to say, you, you have a very organized presentation. Your speaker card is very organized. It's not just a bio. I mean, you've got lots of, of accolades. You've got topics on there. You've got links out to past talks that you've done. And I think it's a good example of one of those assets that says, hey, you've been here before. You've done this before. This isn't your first time getting on stage. And I think as somebody who has lots of virtual stage time and also in-person stage time in our events, like sometimes you you know, you know, you love to take a chance, right? You're like, I know somebody who they've got amazing, their, their message is so good but maybe the messenger hasn't gotten recognized. It's kind of those people that have a lot of potential, right? And you want to put them on your stage, but at the same time, you're like, I don't know how this is going to go, right? They're either going to do amazing or we'll have to end early today. And so I think you've done a good job of that. But what about going from, I mean, you mentioned like building relationships and obviously the value of you learning from other people at these types of events, but moving from people listening to you talk to than doing business with you? I mean, is it just, is it enough for them to see you? Is it knowing how to create those paths from podcast or virtual summit or in person when that's more uh, available, right? I mean, what are some of the things you do to move people into your funnel or into your orbit following your talks? Yeah, for sure. I, it's my goal to make it easier for folks to say yes. So with the speaker's card, if everything looks amazing and perfect and beautiful, it's so much easier to just say, yes, this is great. So making it things easier for people to say yes. And then also we create awesome free things generally for people that engage with us on the podcast. Anytime we go to, or I host on another podcast, I'm like, okay, here's an awesome freebie that will be of really high value to your audience. And then we'll collect leads. And then of course we nurture them through email, through our Facebook group, through Instagram. I do a lot of Instagram reels and stuff like that. Social posts and trying to be consistent and then just sharing. I do a lot of sharing. It's amazing. I really just try. I never do any hard selling. I really feel like I don't hard sell at all. It's just a part of who I am. I really truly believe that I have the best possible solution for Pinterest ads in the marketplace. And that confidence makes a huge difference. So just talking about the things that I love and talking about marketing and all of that kind of stuff, I feel like that does so much of the work for you. It translates so well for people. And it makes, when you're excited about it, it gets them excited about it. When you're confident about it, they feel more confident about it. And 90% of, it feels like sometimes, <laughs> agency life is really reassuring your clients that we're on the right track. And especially with Pinterest, it's a much slower moving vehicle People, the buying behavior is slower. It kind of has this mix of social media buying behavior and search engine buying behavior, which is longer. And then you add in this element of like, people can see an image, they save it, they come back later to purchase, which creates this longer attribution buying cycle, delayed attribution buying cycle. So really Pinterest can take four months to really start crushing it. A lot of clients, it takes six weeks to even get things warmed up to where we're getting purchases. So I have to do a lot of encouraging and I'm really just trying to show up, be present, explain to them this is very normal. I know it seems a little crazy. It's totally different than Facebook. This is not Facebook. This is not TikTok. And if you can assure folks when they get in their interaction with you, whether it's a podcast or a virtual summit or you give away something great and you create high quality materials that look professional, 
it's so much easier to trust you and just say, hey, I know you're the one that I want to work with. So yeah, lead generation, <laughs> we give away free stuff. I encourage them to just hop on our Facebook group, that kind of thing, and then nurture, nurture the relationship. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at E2MSolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. You mentioned the awesome freebie. I think a lot of people get stuck on the freebie, get stuck on lead magnets, like making the perfect lead magnet, you know? And I know from kind of getting out there and, and uh, gigging, so to speak, being on a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows, you know, you get more practice at it and you kind of start to think like, oh, you get to see kind of what works and what doesn't. But any tips for people to find those awesome freebies, the things in their business or to create that they think that their audience would gravitate to or actually want to ask them for a download? Yeah, I mean, most everybody is interested in new techniques related to ads or organic marketing. So if you're running ads or doing organic marketing, for sure, you can look at other people in your industry to get ideas if you're not sure what's really working. And I test things. I have different opt-ins on my my website. And so I'm like, oh man, this one's not converting at all. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one's doing really good. Or like my Instagram, I try a lot of different stuff on Instagram and see if it's converting. We try different stuff on email marketing. I'm all about testing. I can tell you a million great ideas but it really depends on your audience. So just create a few things, create a few headlines, throw them out there and test them. And then once you get some good feedback or do a poll in a Facebook group, that kind of thing, just do a survey, figure out what people need and give them what they need. If you see other people that are doing really well in a space that's similar to yours, there's no reason why you can't create something similar for your brand that highlights and showcases what you do. And I always attach everything that we give away for free is like step one in the process of relationship. Like, okay, here's a great freebie. Here's something. Did you know there's something else that you can do? Are you interested in doing that something else that's going to help you in your business? And here's a case study. I'm a huge on case studies. Like just give a great one pager and that explains what someone else did and how they got here and what you've been able to do to help them get successful. So even if you're just starting out and you just started your agency, I would just take on one or two clients for free initially, help them figure out, get a testimonial. And then after a month, when they start seeing results, say, okay, awesome. Here's what I charge to go forward. And then over time, continue to up your prices because you get more confident and you know that you can service and deliver them. So yeah, it's definitely a growing process. It doesn't happen overnight. I really do believe that. I forget, there's some quote somewhere that says, oh yeah, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And there's also something to be said for like a synchronous moment in your life where you're just ready and you have gotten to that place of like, okay, I'm a thousand percent all in and I'm committed to this and there's no plan B and I'm going to make it work. And you got to have, in order to have success in digital marketing, you have to have that type of attitude. Otherwise, the grind every day is going to kill you. There's got to be something that's pushing you forward more than just money, more than just the next goal, that kind of thing. You've got to really 
pull it out of yourself to get excited about this journey. It's unique. You get to do something new and different and learn something new every single day. Most people would kill for that. (laughs) So you have a really unique opportunity. You get to work from home. I mean, there's so many amazing things about digital marketing. So focusing on the good, being grateful, and taking risks. Well, Lindsay, I think those are some amazing insights, some amazing advice from the trenches, uh, experience share for us to kind of end on. This has been a lot of fun. Do you have time to stick around for a quick lightning round? Yes, I'm so excited about the lightning round. (laughs) What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh man, that's a good one. The best advice I ever received, again, goes back to this mentorship idea. At one point in my life, I had eight different coaches. They were for each different part of my life that I was just so hungry and so ready to have success. And I knew I was cut out for something great. But at that time, I had no idea which direction. I felt like I was trying a lot of things and I didn't have any clarity. And so if you have people in your life that are invested in success and they want to help you, and even if that costs money, it is so worth the investment. And I used to hate that people would tell me that (laughs) when I was really young and just starting out. But it's the best thing that I ever did for myself. And number two, get out there and just do it. Don't make excuses. Don't whine about it. Don't hope that something's going to manifest in your life that you're not actually taking action on. But just instead, take intentional action every single day towards your goal. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Oh, that's such a good one. I would say my willingness and my hunger for success because every day is not happy and joyful (laughs) and fun. And you have days where you just want to break stuff and throw things at the wall and never talk to a client again and all that kind of stuff. So I really just try and stay positive on the moments where I feel like I can pull the positive out of myself and surround myself with people who are going to speak life into my life. And if I need something, ask for help. Ask who you know is going to give you encouragement, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to the people that are going to believe in you and focus on that instead of getting stuck in the day-to-day grind that's frustrating. It will pass. You have bad moments all the time. They will pass. Let them pass and stay focused on your goal. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners will find valuable? Internet resource. I mean, my favorite resource because I'm a creative person is Canva. I find it to be like the easiest creative app in the world. And when I found it, it changed my life because I had all these graphic designers and it would like take them forever to get my idea from my head to the actual paper. So I love Canva. It's amazing. I do everything in there. And what book would you recommend and why? This is such a good one. I have two. One is Alex Hermosi's book, $100 Million Offers. That book is phenomenal. It's amazing. I always love thinking bigger and Sometimes you have to just step outside of yourself so that you can actually see something that's bigger and he's doing something that's bigger. Just as a gym owner, he's created a $100 million brands, which is amazing. And then number two is the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster because that's by Darren Hardy. Darren was one of my early, early mentors and he's amazing. And that book really taught me that what to expect with the storms of entrepreneurship because it really is a roller coaster. You have great days, you have terrible days, you love it one day, you're like, I hate this, I want to quit my life this next day. So it really is a roller coaster. And if you have coping mechanisms and tools for 
different bouts of stress and depression and all these things that come in and happen in the world that we live in these days, it's so much better to have those coping mechanisms ahead of time. So if you read it now, (laughs) you will have more ability to endure the storms. (laughs) Lindsay, I think those are amazing words of wisdom. We will link out to Alex Hermosi's book, $100 million offers, as well as the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster on our show notes page at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll also link out to Canva. Great tool suggestion there. And lots of takeaways and insights from today's episode, like ask for help. I was just hanging out with one of my very good friends and he was having a hard time on a project. And I think just having another human being to bounce ideas off of was a game changer for him. And I think one of the things we were kind of joking about, like we've been in, we've been entrepreneurs for decades, each of us. It's still sometimes hard when you're in it and you're hitting a wall over and over that just like raising your hand and asking a good friend or asking an advisor or a mentor or a paid coach for help, I think can help you move forward and get some of that forward progress. And so I think just hearing that, those lessons from you and your experience growing your uh, very successful agency and multiple businesses has been a real pleasure. How can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, so you can check out pins, the number four, profit.com. It's got all of our Pinterest stuff. And you can also check out my personal website, just lindsayshear.com. We've got all kinds of education. Work with us in different capacities. If Pinterest isn't a great fit for you, we do SEO and a lot of stuff like that. But really, we just want to help and grow brands. So if you need help or you... I'm always giving feedback. I love to do different teachings and trainings inside our Facebook group. So if you have questions, just ask them. We're happy to support you. And this is a great, amazing show for you to come in and ask questions as well. So comment on the post if you have questions. We'll answer them. Do the best we can to help. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, we appreciate the compliments. We'll also link out to all of your websites like Pins for Profits, lindsayshearer.com, all your social media profiles, your group, all that good stuff. So if you're out there and you're on the road, if you're on your bike or running or whatever you're doing and you can't uh, write all this stuff down, just go to yougurus.com slash podcast. You'll see Lindsay's photo right up at the top. Click on her and we'll have all of these things organized in one Nice and neat place for you. Lindsay, thanks for stopping by the program today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was awesome. I'm proud of you guys. Keep fighting the good online marketing fight. Thanks, Lindsay. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook, the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.